When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD coffee can be delivered to your doorstep every two, four, six, or eight weeks. Their CBD-infused coffee has got me feeling fantastic as it can help with chronic headaches, joint pains, IBS, and even more than just that. Plus, you get zero coffee jitters if you want multiple cups a day. And now you can get 25% off your first purchase when you use code DNVR. 25. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and on today's DNVR podcast, we've got the first part of an extended conversation with broadcasters from the state of Colorado. Of course, you know Drew Goodman, the voice of the Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet. He's on our podcast each and every week. Probably already subscribed to his own podcast, the Drew Goodman Podcast. We also have Mike Rice, who calls games with Jack Corgan, the legend over on KOA Radio, and we got a young man right at the beginning of his career. He called games for the Grand Junction Rockies back in 2019 when I first got a chance to meet him. He's from Parker, Colorado, went to Legends High School, and is working his way up through the ranks of the minor leagues. Actually, we got to call a championship season for the Quad City River Bandits of High A Central, a minor league affiliate of the Kansas City Royals. The goal of this conversation was twofold. The first was that it would really be the first of many roundtables that we could have about the state of baseball, Colorado baseball in particular, either at the amateur level, at the big league level with some interesting names, pitching at altitude. There's various amounts of resources we have here in Colorado. Hey, we've got the Rockies. We've got Major League Baseball or Major League City. So there's a lot of people who come in and out of this city on a week-to-week basis, especially when the Rockies are in town. And we have so many great people covering the game right here in Denver that it would be foolish to almost not assemble them together at some of these roundtables that we can get together hopefully every other month or so during the course of the season. So I'm really excited about starting that process up. And really, the second part was to talk about what goes into broadcasting and the perspective of people in and around the game, and particularly those that call games. They do play-by-play at a very high level, and we get to hear some of those takes from them in this first part. For example, how did they get their start in broadcasting? Where did this passion originate? As well as my, my favorite segment that we end up covering over the course of these two podcasts you'll hear is advice for future broadcasters. And really their advice extends to anyone at any point in their career in any field. These are just great piece of advice to have to be successful anywhere. 
And it's true. It, it's really true. And if there's a part of you right now that does not want to wait for part two, well, guess what? You can head over to the DNVR Sports channel over on YouTube. You can actually watch this conversation that we had down at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax, New York, and you get to see what everybody looks like. I want to remind you that over the course of the last week, over on the DNVR.com, we published three different articles on the best of 2021, all of our really great coverage. And probably the biggest thing I want to point out to was the most recent one, and that is to get you all caught up on what's happened in this offseason so far for the Rockies, the extensions that they've made to Antonio Senzatella, CJ Crone, Elias Diaz, as well as bringing back Jolie's Chassin, their minor league signings that they've made, as well as a couple more that they could look into locking up to a deal this season, as well as changes to the coaching staff. So if you took a little bit of downtime for the holidays, I feel you on that front. But don't forget to head back over to the DNVR.com to check out all that great coverage, as well as a little lockout primer to figure out, okay, I guess we need to address this thing. The two sides, the owners and the players, they're going to start having more serious conversations now that it is currently 2022. And the lockout primer that we've assembled for you is going to cover a little bit of that. So thanks again for listening in. Happy New Year, first and foremost. And please enjoy this first part of our conversation with Drew Goodman, Mike Rice, and Kyle Kirchival about how they got their start and their advice for future broadcasters or people that want to be in sports media or people who just want to be successful in just about any field. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is enriched with CBD and CBG. And now first time users can get 25% off using code DNVR25 at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Joining me today is a special roundtable, the first of what we hope to be many of these roundtables discussing all things Colorado Rockies, Colorado baseball, and just the game in general that we love. On my left or your right on the YouTube dial, as it were, thanks for joining us on the DNVR Sports YouTube channel, is the voice of the Colorado Rockies for AT&T Sportsnet. He's also the host of the Drew Goodman podcast. And now, possibly for a limited time only, you can have your birthday wishes and anniversaries commemorated with a personalized cameo from Mr. Drew Goodman. Uh, yeah, I, that's uh, rather special. As I said, you know, for the uncle you don't like, you could have uh, had that taken care of for Christmas. If you still want to get that uncle you don't like a belated Christmas gift, uh, that works. Perfect. On my right, second on the left here on the YouTube dial, is a gentleman who's been calling games for the past several years for the Colorado Rockies on KOA Radio. He's the sports director for KOA Radio and iHeartRadio Denver. It's Mike Rice. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having me, Drew. Kyle, good to see you guys. It's a pleasure. Thanks for uh, for making the, the trip in and, and getting to see the bar and, and a man who's made the longest trip in, depending on what you're looking at in Arizona, where he went to college uh, at Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Communications, or in uh, his home in, in Davenport, Iowa. Yes, I do know what the Quad Cities are officially. He's the voice of the Quad Cities River Bandits of the High A Central League, one of the top affiliates for the Kansas City Royals. It's Kyle Kirchival. Thanks so much, Patrick. I have no idea how I ended up on this panel, but it is such a pleasure to be here, especially with two guys who I grew up listening to. So thanks for having me. Well, you've been on the show before, and you're, you're a Colorado true. guy, and, and we love 
cycling through our, our, our favorites and, and you three guys are, are some of my favorites in the business and I thought it would be perfect for you guys to bounce some great stories off of each other and, and, and maybe your case, Kyle, you know, learn a couple tricks of the trade that I'm, I'm sure you already know some during your time. Is that correct? Oh, I'm absolutely. But I'm very much learning. I've only been doing it for a couple of years. So just to be able to hang around uh, with the three of you is a blast uh, in and of its in that and uh, the learning experience, like you mentioned. So great to be here. I also mentioned that you have in the past been under the umbrella of the Colorado Rockies and in the family as as you called games for the Grand Junction Rockies back in 2019 as well. That's right. Yep. I started out as just a seasonal broadcaster with Grand Junction in 2019 uh, and then uh, found my way to Davenport uh, in between the 2020-2021 season. Uh, so yeah, got got my starts with the Rockies not only as a fan uh, but in the industry. So it's a, it's a special treat to be here. The first question I really wanted to throw out at you guys was just Essentially, where did this passion for calling games? And I think everyone growing up in, in some form or fashion loves entertainment. And whether you want to be a movie star, or you want to be behind the scenes, or you want to be in sports, because that's what sports is. It's entertainment. It gives us a chance to step away from the regularities and irregularities of everyday life. And for you guys, you chose calling the games and, and being the voice and uh, the eyes in, in many ways of the people who can't be there. And, and just curious, where does that passion originate from you at a young age? And, and feel free to, to jump away. All right, Mike, you're up, you're up first. Oh, well. <laughs> you're, the, you're the last one to put your finger on your nose. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're going to go ahead and let you do that. Talk no, I mean, in college, I, I always had an interest in games uh, when I was growing up. I mean, my dad and I would watch games together and uh, he noticed that I would say certain things and then the announcers would often say them afterwards, which I think is real anecdotal. <laughs> so it's not a real good judge of, of any kind of uh, future. But when I got to college at, at Cal, I just I thought, you know, I like sports. I wasn't a very good athlete. So it was a way to sort of stay involved, potentially got involved in the radio station there with the idea that if it seemed like I enjoyed it and if it seemed like maybe there was a, a little bit of talent there, I'd I'd maybe stick with it. I know a lot of people go into it thinking, this is my career, this is my dream, this is what I've always wanted to do. That was not my story. It was more like, I'll do something outside of class and met, a, met some really cool people and kind of one thing led to the next and was able to stick with it. But, but it originated with my dad watching games growing up in the Bay Area, the Giants, the 49ers, the Warriors, uh, and just really enjoying sports with him. Yeah, for me, I, I kind of the opposite of Mike. Uh, I have a very millennial response for you as well. Um, I actually started out when I was 11 or 12 years old. Uh, my cousin and I would play the old Madden video games on the PlayStation, and we would go crazy with these franchises and put ourselves into the game and take it way too seriously <laughs> and write down all the stats and track all the rosters and everything. Uh, but my cousin lived in Highlands Ranch. And I had the game in the memory card at my house. So the only way to keep him involved was I'd call him up over the phone and I would basically give him the play-by-play -play as I'm playing the game uh, over the phone to him. And it was a great way for obviously us to stay connected as family members. But that's when I really found that I have a passion for, for broadcasting. And when I was sitting there writing, you know, pages of notes about fake football players. I think that's sort of when my family also realized, okay, maybe he, he likes this a little bit. Um, so that's really where it all started for me. And since that's the first memory I have of wanting to do broadcasting. And so that's really been something I'd want a part of my future for a long time. 
Um, so I'm truly living out my dream getting to, to do this now. And I was so lucky to go to a great school down in Arizona State and, uh, and be a part of what was at the time really kind of an up-and-coming program that was just sort of starting to break through as, you know, shameless plug, one of the, the top programs in the, uh, <laughs> in the country. Um, not saying I'm the best representative of that program, but um, j- just such a great opportunity to get started there and obviously being around all the baseball that Arizona has from spring training uh, to all the opportunities with the school and that uh, worked my way up and got a chance to do an internship in the Cape Cod League, which was great. And it's just always been something I've wanted to do. I can't think of a time when I didn't want to do it. So I'm so, so very thankful to truly be living out my dream today. Thanks again to everyone who's been supporting the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax in York coming down for any and all of our watch parties, including the Broncos one. You do know that we've got our last tailgate of the season. Can you believe it's almost over? Week 18, game number 17 against the Chiefs. Maybe the Broncos can be spoilers, but you can get a ticket over at dnvrlocker.com to have all-you-can-eat sexy pizza, all-you-can-drink Breckenridge beer. That even includes those hard seltzers. If you want to support the Marshall Fire, we do have a shirt that all proceeds are going towards that. They're even being matched. So I think we're at a point now we're at over $40,000 that we've helped raise. So if you want to take a look at one of those t-shirts, I definitely recommend it. Thank you for everyone who's been supporting. And to anyone who's been donating money elsewhere and volunteering your time elsewhere, our hearts are obviously go out to everyone who's been impacted by these awful fires that have come at a time in which it's it's always tragic, but for it to happen here on the precipice of the new year and right here smack dab at the beginning of the winter, it's just absolutely confounding. So thank you for everyone who's done a really good job in helping us raise some money for the Marshall Fire. As I said, Breckenridge Brewery has the good company Hard Seltzers. You may remember that they donate a percentage of their profits to the National Parks Conservation Association this year to help prevent forest fires. I know they've greatly increased that donation here in their past week because of the Marshall fires. So we're incredibly proud to be associated with a company like that who's giving back, who's a local company, and doing what they can to make our state even a little bit better. And we certainly have a long way to go until that can happen. You already know that the NFL season is winding down and the playoffs are going to be here before you know it. Yeah, it's, well, two weeks away. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, the offers are getting even more amazing. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Don't miss out on this action. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get NFL action with same-game parlays. You combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. And, well, the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets with promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers-only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 Four seven zero zero. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is coming a week early for next Monday's national championship game between Alabama and Georgia. Alabama, you probably know, is favored by three, but it's the first half spread that's got me interested the most. Both teams score early, much like in their matchup back on December 4th when Alabama handed the Bulldogs their only loss of the season. These two teams 
combined to score 41 points in that first half. Bama also scored 17 over Cincy. Georgia put up 27 in the first half against Michigan. You'll need to go big to win here, which I'll be doing. But my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is the over on 25 and a half first half points in next Monday's national championship game. I, I find it interesting because I, I think that's true of probably a lot of people in your generation, Kyle, and 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 some in, in mine and, and yours too, Mike and and Drew. Is that there's more accessibility now to broadcasting where you could be on Twitch and you could find your voice calling something, calling the action yeah. on something. Whereas at one point you were just sitting in front of a television with your father or mother or whoever it is, just commenting on things. And that was that was your start. Whereas now you could almost have this blossoming career, maybe in privacy, but you have a chance to find out if you're actually good at it. Yeah, I, th I think the origin for most people is the same. They have a love of sports, they played sports. Um, for me, going back to you know watching games with my dad and then I was calling Nick games, uh, turn the sound down and I'm sure I'm sure Mike and Kyle have done that as well. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of where it started for me. And, you know, I wanted to play as long as I as I could and, and then transitioned. I went to Ithaca College, which also has a, a top flight communication school. Uh, I think when I got going, as much as you were enamored with covering events, not just doing play by play, but covering events. I was enamored with ABC Wide World of Sports, which Kyle probably's never heard of. <laughs> um, Mike, I'm sure has. And, and Is that like YouTube? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, but you know, to be on the side of a mountain in Samaritz calling a downhill World Cup ski race or whatever is, you know, the travel aspect was, you know, I, I think romanticized by ABC Wide World of Sports back then. And, but also it was just, I watched Marv Albert growing up doing the six and 11. And that was when, with all due respect to, to sports guys who still work in the news division, it's back when that's when you found out how your team did that night. The preview at six, or uh, I'm from New York, so six and 11 here, you know, it's five and 10, right? But the preview and then afterward, oh, had the Nuggets do tonight. And so I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. And Marv did both, you know, he was doing play by play. So without being long-winded, that's that was the origin for me. And, and then like, all of these guys and it's just trying to climb the ladder and, yeah. and hope you get uh, you know the next gig if you will yeah howard cosell of course one of the the big names and, and voices from abc's wide world of sports and, and as well as numerous other events that he was involved in i imagine you know he had some impact on me mainly just as being a kid also from the east coast who saw him and, and knew how revered he was and so his voice became the voice of god and and, and became gospel, and, and he was someone that impacted me and my interest in wanting to get into sports media and, and get into radio and whatnot. For you, Marv Albert Cosell, I imagine also. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Cosell lived in my hometown. Um, I didn't, I, you know, I run and ran into him in the market a couple of times. I didn't, I didn't know him uh, at all, and he was, you know, an interesting. And you know, a hundred years from now, he'll still be an interesting study uh, in terms of, you know, he was a trained as a as an attorney uh, you would never take him and go this is a, a going to be a television sportscaster <laughs> he, he was not 
telegenic, if you will. He had a nasally uh, voice. He had a great command of the language. He was bombastic, and he was must-see television back when there weren't 6,000 channels and some of the things you referenced, <laughs> which, which I have no idea about. Uh, by the way, I don't even know what channel we're on that right now. But, but, uh, but, YouTube. But the, the, yeah. yeah, YouTube. Thank the you, actually. I actually have but, the um, What's the number on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank Gifford. Um, who was who was a hall of you know the late Frank Gifford was Hall of Fame football player, but he transitioned as Pat Summerall did to broadcasting. But Gifford often, like Jim McKay, was on the side of that mountain with Bob Biatti calling, you know, a ski. I, I keep I love skiing, so I keep gravitating toward that. Or it was a you know a horse race somewhere, or you know cliff diving. Remember that in Alcapulco? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Sometimes it wasn't mainstream sports, but I was like, wow, that is really cool. Um, in addition to the love of football, basketball, baseball, and hockey, but um, those those guys were the, uh, I guess, the early pioneers, especially in television. What what about in the Bay Area, Mike? Were, were there those names, or was it more of the the national guys uh, that Goody kind of? No, I mean certainly there were the national guys. All the one, you know, Chris Schenkel. So many of them were ABC yeah. guys because they. As, as Drew pointed out, they had the big sports contracts, I guess, back then. However, it worked with Wide World of Sports and some of those shows, the superstars, some of those offbeat things. But, I mean, as far as radio goes, I, I have always, even as a going back to middle school, I've just always been a guy who's listened to radio. And when I was growing up, I mean, Bill King was one of my absolute favorites on radio play-by-play. -play. He was so versatile. He could do any sport. He kind of combined an element of Cosell in terms of the command of the language and the literary acumen and all of that, the descriptive vocabulary. But he was fun to listen to because, uh, you know, he was so good at, at following it precisely, whether it be the Raiders. He did the Raiders for years, uh, did the Oakland A's later on for many, many years. Uh, and, and, you know, now the late Bill King, unfortunately. Lon Simmons was a legend in the Bay Area, did the 49ers and also the A's. Hank Greenwald, the late Hank Greenwald, was tremendous as the Giants broadcaster. Just a very dry delivery, dry sense of humor. But remember listening to him because at the time, not anymore, but at the time the Giants were my team and my dad's team as well. Uh, and then, and Bill did, Bill King did the, the Golden State Warriors for decades. So, so much of my memories, so many of my memories were listening to the great radio guys in the Bay Area. And, you know, Don Klein was another one who did the 49ers, the call of the catch, Montana to Clark in the playoffs against the Cowboys. Just so many great calls and so many things that I remember, even as a youngster, listening to those guys. You know, you try and think about, and not, not copy, but... You, you try and, and incorporate the best parts of what they did into your own personal style. Kyle, what, what have you got besides John Madden? Calling the games <laughs> on video games. Well, I, I think it's really funny. You actually, you're mentioning uh, uh, Chris Schenkel. That's the guy yeah. who I have just kind of discovered as of late. I've, one of my closet, um, I don't know if a closet, but I, I've gotten into bowling over the last couple of years for some <laughs> I reason. I thought that's where I knew and that he name. Did, yeah. yeah, and Chris Schenkel from bowling. And so he's someone who I've just sort of recently discovered. I love him. But obviously, you know, with the legends, uh, Vin Scully, obviously a, a big name that comes to my mind, first of all. Uh, Al Michaels, uh, so many there's so many legends that I can just think back to that have just been intertwined throughout uh, my sports fandom. But for me, it's it's the local guys. It's the two guys sitting right here and the guys like, you know, Chris Marlowe and Jerry Schimmel and Dave Logan and guys that I truly grew up listening to. And one of the main reasons why I love doing 
the broadcast gig and being at these events is the emotion that's tied into these sporting events. And for me, uh, all that goes back to when I'm listening to Drew call Carlos Gonzalez's walk-off home run for the cycle, you know, or I'm listening to Peter McNabb call something from the 2001 Avalanche. Like that's those are the moments that come to my mind, and that's where I really resonate on the broadcast level and the fandom level, and that's just sort of intertwines and becomes why I love doing this. Um, and why those guys stick out in my mind, because those are the memories I have grown up being a Denver sports fan. So um, it's I'm not trying to, to pander to the panel here, but truly, like, these are the guys I grew up listening to. Um, so it, it's just so great to have them a part of uh, my history and being able to, to learn from them uh, as I did then and, and now. This makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that's I think that's natural, though. I yeah. think just yeah. as Mike, you know, enumerated the the great Bay Area broadcasters. Al Michaels obviously yeah. was out there yeah. for a short period of time as well. Um, you you're aware of the national, the network guys, if you will, um, especially especially years ago growing up. But um, now and then, there were the guys you saw, you heard every day or in every evening whether it was on radio or you know not every game was on television back then but yeah. enough of them were that you became familiar in your area with with those voices so yeah. whether it's you know Kyle here in in where we live or you know another you know young person who's looking at <laughs> at the industry and they're obviously influenced by the people they hear on a regular basis yeah. Do you think that, you know, if, if you're a high schooler right now and, and you're interested, I, I, I think of this because as soon as I got out of high school, I had someone who took me under their wing and said, why do you want to do this? You probably, I don't, I don't know. This is, this is a weird field. You discouraged me. And so my, my life took a quite circuitous route, if you will, to, <laughs> to say the least, to kind of get back here. But, you know, there might be those opportunities for kids out there on, on things like Twitch and YouTube and uh, and, and various other avenues uh, with technology being so accessible lately. You know, what's one thing that someone out there, if if whether it could be a parent who has a child that's into this and, and may be successful at it or may just want to try it out, or or for some of the younger people that we do have, we do have some uh, subscribers and, and some members to the DNVR, now only 50 cents for your first month uh, for a subscription. If you want an annual membership, of course, you do get a free T-shirt. You get a bigger beer when you're down at the DNVR bar here on the Colfax, on the corner of Colfax and York. But if what what's that advice that you'd give to someone out there if they think they may have the passion or they may have the drive and interest in becoming a broadcaster, uh, whether it's play-by-play -play or otherwise? It's a great question. I, I would never discourage, no matter what the um, path or journey somebody wants to uh, or aspires to to take. Uh, I would never discourage anybody. I mean, you believe in your dreams and pursue your dreams. It's the entertainment industry. It's not easy. It's difficult. Um, it's um, it's very subjective. I've often said, well, you and I have talked about Barry Bonds on uh, you know almost on a weekly basis of late with the Hall of Fame. Uh, balloting, and I'll use him as an example, uh, w y from an objective standpoint, you cannot refute that Barry Bonds was a great player. Now, f people who encountered him may or may not have liked him or whatever, that's a whole other situation. And what all of us do, you included, it's very subjective. Whether You know, I, I you know, I, I like Goodman. I hate Goodman. I can't stand, especially now in social media. It's it's uh, amplified. Are you reading my a, mind a, a right now? Yeah, <laughs> a ridiculous amount. But um, so 
you you have to I I think be aware of that that it's very subjective and it, and you're going to hear no just like uh, people in the entertainment industry become accustomed to whether you're a theater person or or you know a vocalist or whatever you're going to hear no frequently that does that shouldn't be an indictment of who you are and your talent and and what you continue to aspire to be you just have to be able to persevere through that sometimes either negativity or the answer you didn't want to hear because all it will take is somebody else going no i like mike rice as opposed to or or i like kyle or i like patrick or i like goodman right so that that's the tricky part now i'll say this there are far more games and and opportunities in the broadcast industry than there were 30 40 50 years ago clearly by the same token they're more and forgive me for keep referencing you, Kyle, as a young young person, but you are right. Happy so, to be. Yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> I'm. You know, wherever you are, you're happy to be, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's. I think it's really important um, to to understand that you know there are more people who say, "Hey, this is viable." Where for Mike and I, maybe years ago, or yourself, like to say, "Well, that's great," but how many guys are going to be Pat Summerall? How many guys right. are going to be Chris Schenkel? Um, so yeah, man, go after, go for it, go for it. And there's a lot more paths, I think, to to find a place that you may be content and be able to earn a living within the sports environment from a broadcasting standpoint. A, a roadblock doesn't mean your journey's over; it just means it's going to go a different route. Hey, yeah. if if you, I don't care what industry you're in, but particularly this industry, um, you better get used to hearing no, and you better be able to um, handle that. And not, I mean, nobody wants to hear that, but you got to, you got to have a, a toughness, probably more so than ever because of social media also. We love saving you money and we love companies trying to help save the world. We've got some new information about Ball and their manufacturing plant in Golden. Right now, they're actually looking for production technicians. And you can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com by searching for Golden. Now, this is a position on the front line of the aluminum beverage camp production process at Ball's plant in Golden. They're offering $27 an hour with potential increase at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. They've got comprehensive insurance, active the day of hire, 401k for retirement, stock purchase ownership program, and yes, even a potential for an annual bonus. Major, major benefits for working for a company like Ball. Text GOLDEN to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. It's the holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer if you're still doing that. Yeah, we know people are still getting together at this time of the year, even though the holidays have officially passed. But guess what? Manscaped has got you covered either way. They've got the tools to guarantee that you're going to give the best gift. It's called the Performance Package. And inside, you're going to find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Liquid Formulations, as well as two free gifts. Be the ballsiest gift giver this season with Manscaped by using code DNVR for free shipping and 20% off. I've always said, too, to young broadcasters or aspiring broadcasters that if you if your passion is to do play-by-play, then whatever else you're doing, whether it be in broadcasting or working to pay the bills, make sure you're calling games because you're not gonna get any better by not calling games and wanting to call games. So even if it's going to the high school game on Friday night, sitting in the corner of the bleachers with, uh, well nowadays your, your cell phone and a way to record yourself, call games. 
And, and if you want to be a, a meteorologist, then somehow at the TV station, somehow try and do weather, even if it's, you know, a, a YouTube deal or a, and that's where the, the, the platforms nowadays are so great because you can practice and you can be out there. You can treat it like you're on the air, even if it's not in the traditional sense of, you know, over a, a television station or radio station. And, and I think, too, the other thing that I've, you know, I've learned and I think all of us have learned in the business is you've got to be in it for the long haul. If you're if you're aspiring to get to a certain level, chances are it's not going to happen overnight. It just isn't, and and it it does take a little while. Well, it took me a little while. I'll speak for myself um, to to maybe realize that that it it is a journey, and you've got to enjoy as as Drew referenced where you are on the way to where you're going. And yeah. I think that's really important. Real quick to pick up on what Mike said, and it, I couldn't agree more in terms of getting repetitions I, I make a lot of analogies to to athletics and uh, we'll take baseball right and if and if Kyle and I or Patrick and I or whatever or all four of us were you know equally gifted if you will in fielding ground balls and we're all four of us shortstops and you and I you know field 25 ground balls and hit the showers and Kyle's out there and fields 500 ground balls chances are He's going to he's going to be better at his craft if again if the talent level is all similar uh, over a period of time. So get the reps, man. It's no different than than playing. Now there's things beyond our control. You know, I always say this to athletes I I coach now is control the controllables. I tell my boys that right. We hear that it's a cliche, but it's accurate. Um, you have no control over ultimately you, you know what your voice is you know maybe what you people might what you look like whatever but you have control over preparation and you have control over as you build getting reps because the reps can come like Mike said and I think we've all done this I guarantee you Kyle's done it I've done it Mike's done it you turn the sound down you go to a game and sit far away from so people don't look at you like you're nuts <laughs> you know and even back in the days with the Nuggets when no one was there you could have gone and sat up in the rafters for you know probably got in inexpensively and called the damn game set up your own boards you can do that now with the internet I mean you can prepare almost uh, the, the same way that that we all do Absolutely. You know, the, the repetitions are huge. Uh, finding a way just to get your foot in the door any way you can. Um, but for me, I think one of the big things uh, is is forging great relationships uh, has been huge for me. Um, because as Drew mentioned, there's so many people that want to get into the industry and there's so many people that are super talented and deserve to have a spot in the industry somewhere. So you need to find a way to make yourself stand out, not only as a broadcaster through your, your repetition, uh, your knowledge of the game, you know, the way you craft your story, but also in the way that you make relationships with people that can help you find opportunities in the short term and in the long term. Um, I, I, I know that I would not be where I am at the high level with the, the Royals had I not forged years worth of relationships. It, it's funny looking back, and obviously I'm still very young into it, um, but I can almost, you know, put together a bulletin board sort of, you know, I can track every little relationship and connection I've had and say, I can see how this led to this. And well, I never would have gotten to call that unless I had talked to this person. And so you have to find a way um, to get to know the people, obviously, in the industry, but just be a good person, you know, take advantage of the connections you make. And when people are looking through, when your employer, that GM at that minor league team is looking at, you know, 50 different resumes and listening to tape after tape, you need to give that guy a reason or that, that woman a reason to go, 
I remember that Kyle guy. I, I remember him. You know, he, he was a good broadcaster, but I think he'd fit in well here with our organization. So I think there's a lot to it, not only from a broadcasting standpoint, but just forging those relationships is absolutely critical. In every industry. In yes. every industry. In every yep. industry. Yeah, yeah it, well, to your point, Goody, it's, it's the idea of if Kyle's going out and taking 200 more ground balls, he's at least showing that extra bit of effort that he's, that's now potentially a separator for him. And, and I, I think... For me, at, at certain points in, in my career, uh, I sort of think you, you got to fake it till you make it. And so if that means sitting up in the upper deck and calling the game, talking to yourself to try to figure it out, or like I did several years ago, as you said, just kind of saying, all right, if you find the right people and you surround yourself with a good support system and with the technology that's available to you, you can go out and do something. And so I, I convinced the, the owner and general manager of the Boulder Collegians. Hey, can I call play-by-play -play games for you guys in the summer? And I, I knew who to tap into. And long story short, okay, here we are, opening day at Scott Carpenter Park. And let's let's do this. Let's see what it looks like. And it, it's led me to where I'm at today. And so you have to sometimes take those chances, bet on yourself, and, and just go about it and do it. And forging those relationships are such a huge part of that. Yeah, I still... Um... I, I still occasionally will, if not turn the sound down, I'm not recording it, but I'll, you know, a couple of years ago, I was, uh, for a few years, I was doing ESPN uh, 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 college football and NFL games on radio. And even though I've done radio in the past, it had been a while. So even now, just to stay, quote unquote, sharp or, or I will practice radio calls this time of year on football and and a little bit on basketball even though i'm not doing games as mike does a ton of uh, on radio right now just you know to continue to hone you know to continue to work you know hone your craft yeah and one of the things i love doing whether it be locally or when i'm traveling is i just love scanning the dial you know if you're in the fall and you're traveling and you know, you find a high school football game somewhere and you listen and you think, man, that guy's pretty good. Or it's like, whoa. I don't know. But but it's it's fun because you sort of step out of your own routine and, and the way you view what you do. And you, you, you learn from listening to other, and not just guys anymore, listening to gals too, which I think is great, you know, seeing more females in the business and calling games because that's that's relatively new too. And I love doing that. I, 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 I absolutely think love scanning yeah. the dial if you will there are so many talented uh people doing games at the collegiate level where they're the voices yeah. it's typically football men's basketball but there's you know there's a ton of women's games as there should be that are broadcast now in, in basketball but it's usually the two big revenue sports you know I, there's schools like du where hockey's huge obviously but there's so many talented people that are really big in their communities and they're calling as mike did unc mm -hmm. football and basketball and doing a coach's show and, and doing a talk show yeah. that sort of thing and you and when you do drive around uh this vast country of ours and you hear and you listen you go man that person's good i mean that that person's really good and they may be completely content being in you know, like, let's say you're doing Alabama. I mean, that's a pretty damn good gig, right? You're doing Alabama <laughs> in football and basketball or, um, you know, so they may not aspire to, you know, be somewhere else. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good people out there. In that same vein, sorry, Mike, the, um, 
it's with minor league baseball especially uh, you can listen to any minor league game pretty much at any time anywhere and uh, I'm there's I love just listening to any random game I can find because like you guys were saying there's so many talented broadcasters that I've never met never heard of you know I haven't been listening to a Richmond Flying Squirrels game recently but I'm just gonna tune in and listen to what's going on there and I guarantee you in the first 20 minutes of listening to that broadcast I go oh that's something I'd like like that's great I'm gonna steal from that guy like I love what he just did with that I'm gonna try to incorporate that into my broadcast somehow um, you, you can listen to sports anywhere anytime now so take advantage of that it, it's so easy just to immerse yourselves in everyone's different style and you know obviously not steal but grab little pieces and, and learn because it's so accessible now yeah there, there's there's two things I, I always point out when um, younger broadcasters or aspiring broadcasters approach me and that is the number one piece of advice is be yourself be yourself. You may be enamored with the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Uh, I just, <laughs> it's a great name. With <laughs> yeah. the Hartford Yard Goat, you know, whoever's doing the games, right? And, and but you can't be that. You have to be you. And yeah. you on the air has to be somewhere within the confines of who you are when you're walking around. In general, I mean, it has to be part of your personality. Um, I think that's. You know that that's really important, and um, I've kind of lost my train of thought on what the second thing was. But um, you, you you got you have to you have to be yourself, number one, and that's the that's the first thing I always say. Yeah, and I, I think though to pick up on that, I think for me anyway, it took time to sort of learn that, kind of learn okay, what what is my personality, and then how does that translate to really telling the story of the game you're broadcasting? Because ultimately. That's what you're there for. That was just my second yeah. point. The people tune in. We all know this, but sometimes there are people that lose sight of. They think it's about them. When people are listening to a game in Davenport, Iowa, mm -hmm. okay, they're fans of that team, yeah. and, the, and all we can do, I, I I believe this to my core, is hopefully. And it's not going to be, there's not going to be unanimity out there. I mean, you probably find people who didn't like the great Vince Scully, as hard as that is to believe, right? But all that, can, all that does is enhance the enjoyment um, and, and maybe the information piece of the person listening or watching. Because when they, I, I know this, when, when they're watching the Rockies play the Dodgers on a Thursday night, they're tuning in because they're a Rockies fan, if it's this region, or maybe they're a displaced person from Southern California. They're, they're tuning in to watch the game. And all we can do is hopefully be, uh, you know, a, a, an addition, uh, a complement to what they're viewing. It's not about the person behind the mic. I, I that's my belief. Totally I mean, couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, it, it's really about telling the story of the game, yeah. identifying the storylines, and then kind of seeing where the game takes you as a broadcaster. Because ultimately, we're following along, just like fans are watching. We just happen to be sort of following in a little different way. Yeah. I, I want to get your I want to get your guys takes on the best calls that you've made so far in in your career. Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, but would you say the best call that you've had in your career was probably the last game that you had for the River Bandits as it wasn't just the final game of the season as we typically know the regular season to be. Would that be correct? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say, Patrick. There's a, That's definitely one of them. That is definitely one of them. Uh, I got 
ridiculously lucky in Quad Cities this season, having a team that was easily the best team in, in, in the division, um, went on to win the championship, had prospects like Asa Lacey and Nick Lofton, for all you Royals fans out there. Um, but not only did they win a championship, I got to call a no-hitter. I got to call a walk-off home run for a cycle. I got, I mean, it huh. was like pick and choose what you'd like to do. You know, all these milestone moments that, you know, broadcasters probably wait 10 or 15 years to hope to call one. I got to call them all in one season. So I got very lucky. Uh, the, the High A Central Championship, definitely a special moment. Uh, for me, though, I think one that really stands out uh, was just opening day this year. After everything we've yeah. been through as, you know, not only sports fans, but just as human beings living in 2020, 2021, almost 2022 now somehow, um, it was so great just to put that headset on, look down into a minor league park and see fans with hot dogs and drinks filling the seats, kids playing catch out on the berm. It was just such a special moment to to be back in baseball again and to just feel a semblance of normalcy. Um, that definitely stands out as uh, the big takeaway from this year for me, for sure. Yeah, it, opening day. I mean, what was that like with fans back in the ballpark? I mean, Drew and, and Mike, for the last two years, you've had to call road games. You, I don't, wouldn't say the, the comfort of your own home because you still <laughs> still got to come into the ballpark to call those games, but you're just watching it on TV calling it. How much did it change going from nothing in 2020 to – even just the 8,000 plus that we were allowed this past year at an opening day. And again, the Rockies fans that we know how passionate they are. And it was game one. It wasn't the home opener. It actually was a true opening day for Colorado fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I think because we we did the games in 2020 and there was nobody there, I, I, I almost forgot a little bit just <laughs> how much fans really enjoyed it. I know that sounds weird, but... You know, I would get in texts starting in the morning, like, hey, happy opening day. And it was like, oh, yeah, it is. It is different <laughs> this year. Um, and and it was fun. I mean, it's just so great, to, especially with baseball, because opening day is such an event, yeah. as, as we all know. And just to have fans be able to experience that again, whether you're a Rockies fan at Coors Field or whatever your favorite team is you're following, if you're in Denver, following around the country, it was you sort of realize what you missed the year before, and I thought it was great that that ever all of us could experience that again. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for those smiling Colorado sports fans, especially our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver.